welcome to another episode of Defy the Norm podcast. So today I am interviewing Marie Sodman from Ordinary to Badass. And the reason I wanted to bring her on the podcast is because she has a whole system on helping people get out of debt. Now, she was over $100,000 in debt when she realized that there was an issue. And she managed within two years to pay all of that off. And for me, it was a big deal um, to to become debt-free before we started this lifestyle. I think for me, that was a huge uh, moment when we were able to have zero debt and embrace this lifestyle, knowing that really all we had to do was cover our living expenses, which in theory meant just live, uh, making enough money for our food because when you live in an RV, there are a lot of times where you can just free camp. And so we uh, all of a sudden completely shifted our finances. And in doing so, we were able to shift our mindset and then open up the doors to so many opportunities in life. And so today, I really wanted to um, just let Marie share insight in how she did it in a systemized format. Because if I just told you my big thing was that we got to a point where we just looked at need versus want. What do we absolutely need? And what do we want? And we came together as a team to kind of define that. And in addition, for me, it helped a lot just to move to cash. We went cash for everything and I was able to really uh, cut down on our expenses dramatically over a few months. And before I knew it, we had saved up enough to pay cash for our RV. We had zero debt and the feeling of empowerment, really the, the, the weight that went off of my shoulders when we Um, moved into the RV and knew that we had zero debt and so much freedom to feel that time rich was uh, completely liberating. And I really think that was a huge part of defying the norm. So I hope you enjoy this. And if you need help empowering your life, definitely check out uh, Marie's program, Ordinary to Badass. To inspire you to boldly and unapologetically Live outside the box. Dream big. And question everything. This is the Defy the Norm podcast with nomads with a purpose. Ordinary to badass. I mean, right when I saw her name, I knew everything. It enveloped everything that I wanted to be, or probably you already defined me as anyways. So it was really exciting to have Marie join me. And one of the things besides just being a badass human being is she is a whiz at getting you out of debt and being able to live your life. And I know for us being once we paid off all our debt, it was so easy to transition into uh, time rich lifestyle where we traveled the world. So, welcome, Marie. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So, what like give us like a little bit of a backstory on um, you know what what inspired you to take on because you didn't have just like ten thousand dollars in debt right that you had to pay off. You had a big chunk of money that you were committed <laughs> to to redefining your life by. Yes, I was $106,000 in debt and stressed the heck out. 
I just was, and I don't even have, I didn't even have anything great to show for it. I was just like buying things on like Groupon or Amazon and it was like nothing cool. I don't have a cool story to say as to what cool stuff I got with $106,000 in debt. I was just kind of spending and that's how I was like dealing with my pain. Like, oh, let's buy this or let's buy this and just kind of mindlessly spending. And when I looked up, I was like, holy smokes, you know, when I realized how much debt I was actually in. And actually, here's where it hit me. I was on a camping trip with my family at the time I was married and had stepdaughters. And my mother-in-law at the time had also went on the trip. The very first day, we go to buy ice cream and my card is declined. I was like mortified because I was just checking my or my debit card balance on the phone, not actually like budgeting or paying attention to what I was spending. So yeah, day one of the camping trip. My account bounced and I was like, never again. This could not happen to me. <laughs> oh, man. And how long ago was that? Um, That was probably about five or six years ago now. Okay. Okay. So once you like had that, like, oh, that mortifying feeling, I could only imagine. And did it like right away you were able to implement a plan or did it take you a while to figure out like, oh, how am I going to tackle something so overwhelming? It took me a little while because I didn't know what to do. I didn't know like who to trust or where to even find the answers. So what I first started doing was reading any book about money that I could get my hands on. And I felt like a lot of it was just so foreign to me. So I was just like, okay, if I just like absorb all the information I can, something's got to sink in at some point. Um, and then eventually I was reading a book by Ruth, Ruth Sukup and she had mentioned something about Dave Ramsey and so, okay. And Financial Peace University. So I ended up checking that out and that's the path I went down. Interesting. You know, for us too, when there was this moment before we decided to live in our RV, um, we moved into it in April. And at the beginning of that year, this was in 2015, I sat, I remember sitting at the beach with my husband, just going like, we are in like you're working all the time. We're in so much debt or it just feels like it. we weren't in as much debt as that, but we had a really high overhead to cover just for like our business rent, our house rent and our to feed our huge family. And I was like, there has to be something different. And now you say that's the universe and it presented us with an opportunity where we had to move out of our house anyways. So, and I do remember Dave Ramsey was one of the first books I looked to, to like, we need to get, uh, make sure we, it was, wasn't so much as far as like that we had so much accumulated debt. I just needed to shift our budget to make it so that way we, we were spending a little bit more in alignment with how we wanted to live. Because I think we had to make 11,000 just to, just to eat and have shelter. And so after that, it was kind of, you know, have six months set aside at all times or six months living expenses. And we, uh, it, it, he had really good advice. Yeah, it did. It definitely helped. So what do you feel like, uh, how long did it take you from that moment when you committed? Yeah. So it took me just under two years. And then once I paid off the debt, I actually went through Dave Ramsey's financial coach master training and got certified in that just because I knew what an impact it made on my life and how much just confidence it gave me in life, which totally surprised me that budgeting <laughs> and paying off debt could give me confidence, but it was a game changer for me. That's awesome. That's, yeah, it's true. You'd think like, really? With money? But it's, it's, such, the, um, it's such the starting point 
for anybody. Like, you know, you have your three things that matter in life. It's your relationships, uh, finances and health. Right. And unfortunately, if you don't have a grip on your finances, yeah. it takes a toll on your relationships and it takes a toll on your health. So it is, you know, I, I, uh, I binge watch a lot of uh, YouTubes and economic uh, YouTubers and stuff. And it's uh, Mark Moss is one of my favorites to to watch every day. And he always talks about like money gives you options. That's easy part of the simple, simple reason is it gives you options. Absolutely. No, I agree. And, and it's like, I also like if you aim at nothing, you hit it every time. I think that was Zig Ziglar that said that quote. And it's like, you have to know what you want in life, you know, and part of that can be creating a budget or creating a plan for what you want to do so that you can get those options or get those things that you want. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that once you, uh, what do you think like the, the most empowering part of that? Was it so much of like, Oh, I set a goal and I achieved it. Or did you find that like, wow, it, this like provided enlightenment for other areas of my life that I didn't realize because like you said, you were kind of, mindlessly spending money on things that you thought brought fulfillment. So all of a sudden, if you're not spending that money there, you have to step back and think like, okay, I got to find fulfillment with something else. Yeah. I think that it was the whole process of setting a goal and then hitting the goal, but it was also like the long term. There was no like immediate necessarily gratification or instant gratification. I had to wait two years to get the gratification of paying off all that debt. Um, but then it was realizing, okay, you can still make mistakes. Cause I made a bajillion mistakes along the way, you know? Yeah. Um, and it was hard and it sucked and you know, there were those times, but it was like, oh wait, I still made this mistake and that mistake. And I still was able to pay off that amount of debt and, you know, just under two years, like that's crazy. So it kind of reminded me like, although we want things like now, you know, <laughs> um, yes. it's the long-term just keep keep taking action and that's what's going to get you to where you want. Now, this might be a kind of a weird question that you think about or don't think about. It's um, I was raised with a very uh, frugal mindset. And so saving money has never been necessarily my hard part. My hard part is on the other end of like manifesting abundance. Did this like process make, like, do you think about that often? Like, because in order to first pay it off, you have to be a little bit more frugal and tighten down and then, but then it also shifts your money mindset along the way. And there's some part of you, you know, you're an entrepreneur like me, and we have to like expand our consciousness to attract money. Yes, totally. No. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I still am always trying to like expand my mindset and figure out, you know, how I can think bigger. So I both like the tactical, but I also like the woo woo. Like I like <laughs> to think about, you know, what's possible for the future, manifesting stuff in. I'm actually reading Happy Pocket Full of Money right now. And it's a lot about manifesting what you want um, for your finances. And I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm like highlighting the whole book. So <laughs> yes, I'm a little bit of both, you know, like the tactical and then also like the manifesting part. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm extremely like uh, logical brain that I like to 
live my life by, but I'm realizing that in some ways it's holding me back. And so I have to, there's been a couple of times like I, that I have in the past where I'll just book the tickets when we went to Europe. I booked the tickets and I'm like, we'll figure out a way to make it happen. And you always do, but there's this like part of me that knows that that subconsciously it's not that big of a risk because I'm calculating because I know, well, I know approximately what we'll earn. And if we just side hustle a little bit more, true, the money's not there, but I know it'll come in. It's not like Reagan Hillier style. I don't know if you know that is, but like just dream as big as you want. And I've actually, my, my girls and I have been working so much on talking about containers. Like she always describes it. Like when you're manifesting, you have container one and that's what you're trying to work towards. And then you have to put your mind in like, you have container one, what does container two look like? And that's really, it's hard to like, think about, oh, well, if I made 10,000 a month, how would I spend? But what if it was a hundred thousand a month? Like there's this jump to, to like blows my mind. And have you, have you thought those same things? Yeah. And also it's one of those things like you have to keep reevaluating your beliefs, you know, like we grow up with money beliefs, things that we're either taught from our parents from a young age, or we just observe and we take it to mean something. And then we keep those same beliefs as an adult. And if you're not constantly like reexamining what you believe about money and life and, you know, your values, you can get stuck believing something that's absolutely not true. And an example for me would be, I always thought that I was going to struggle with money or that I would, you know, be middle-class and hard to like get money. And it just wasn't for me, you know? Um, well, my parents had six kids and my mom was a stay at home mom and my dad was a teacher. It's like, here I am single, you know, and I make a much better income than they did. Um, and so no way is my situation the same as their situation. But if I didn't take the time to reflect on that, I wouldn't know. You're, yeah, you nailed it right there. And that's the thing, like it's, it takes a lot of uh, in, initial discipline to be mindful of like, what are, what's the uh, tool set that I'm really carrying with me? Like, am I constantly trying to uh, hammer in a nail, but I really have a screwdriver here. And it's, um, it, it is interesting when you see, when you see those, <laughs> right? Uh, the, um, so when people, yeah. you have a course that you help teach people to, to manage money and probably, I'm guessing, change their belief system around this a little bit too, correct? Yes, absolutely. So my course is called Badass Money School, and it's definitely working on those limiting beliefs as well as teaching like the tactical methods um, to create a budget and pay off debt. But then also, I will tell you, I struggled with a budget. I know it sounds so simple to so many people, but I felt like I suck at math and this is so boring. I don't want to do that. You know, and I just had so many just like blocks when it came to budgeting. <laughs> and so that's how I came up with the color coded budget system. It kind of makes budgeting a little bit more light, a little bit more fun. So if you don't like all of the tactical rules <laughs> for budgeting, you know, this kind of lightens it up, makes it a little more fun, a little more artistic. Yeah, it's like a game. For us, when we first wanted to travel to Europe and I needed to save up more, even though I was somewhat frugal, I'd say, I had to go to envelopes of cash. I literally, for like six months, it's like, this envelope is the only envelope I take to the grocery store. This is the only envelope that I use for this. And I, like, I had to stop pretty much buying anything online or you know, I, it had to come through my hands. I had to kind of see it. And yeah, it's, I think... Um, 
we do a lot of stuff with personality typing. Do you happen to know what your Enneagram or personality type is for like Myers-Briggs? I do not remember. I cannot remember. It has been a while, but you know, it's funny because I know that it has changed. Like I took it like a couple different years apart and it completely changed. And I think one was like pre-paying off debt. And then after I paid off debt and I know that it just completely changed because I compared the two and I was like, this is crazy. This is nuts. (laughs) So it's kind of funny how, you know, um, just doing a simple thing like paying off debt can completely just open things up for you or change, you know, how you are, but I'm grateful for it. Um, I will say, I know that I'm, I believe I'm an Enneagram nine. I know Enneagram. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So in some ways, as a nine, you probably had to like lean into your wings a little bit more. You know, I don't know if you're more of a wing eight or a wing one, but you probably, nines are very like chill. My my uh, daughter, Isabel, who pretty much runs our Making Mindfulness <laughs> Fun website, she's, she's so chill. But when she goes into doing the business, she's, she leans into her eight wing a lot. In as far as like drive and competitive and like, you give me a challenge, I am taking it on full force. But then she'll like sometimes has to lean into her one wing as far as like organization. So that's, that's interesting that you said like the color coding, that's, that's very much like leaning into your one wing of like, let's make this in a, in an administrative fashion. (laughs) That's awesome. So I could see then too, like as a nine. Right. Right. Yeah. And then like the, Oh, I was going to say, and then like the nine part of me, like I'm a middle child, you know, one of six kids. So right in the middle, that's me. (laughs) So that's like the peacemaker side of me. But then like the eight is definitely like, probably like the badass or like, I'm going to do this or, you know, once I'm an all or nothing type girl, like when I go for something, I just put my head down and go. (laughs) Yeah, I think um, that's Isabel's the middle of our five. And same thing. It's totally like, on her time, like give me a blanket and a book and a cup of tea. But as soon as like she's she's done with her hour in the morning, she is like full force on her computer, eight hours. The thing she, I don't know, it's just she to me, she has so much vision. It's it's beautiful. I'll go up to her and I'm like, hey, can you teach me what you just did? Because you she just sees the world in such a beautiful clarity. So and I do notice you have something similar there because I'll see some of your Instagram posts. I'm like, ooh, that's so creative. How'd you think of that? So, so good job. You're doing amazing. You're playing to your strengths. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, you know, in this... I will tell you, up until like two years ago, I had never posted <laughs> So we'll bring it back. Bring it back around. Um, so what is like the most... Um, inspiration or what do you feel like you tell people in your course to like get them because can we come on in a way you're telling them hey stop having fun stop spending do you feel like you have to just motivate them to be more disciplined or you have to teach them to find something to tell like we say the cut like if you take away one thing you got to add something in I know when I want to drink less wine I have to add something else in my diet otherwise I don't like feeling deprived (laughs) Yes. No, I think that it's so important to keep something that you love. And if there's something out there that you are just not willing to get rid of, don't get rid of it. Like you don't have to completely deprive yourself because that's just not going to make sense. So I think that you need to find the one or two things that absolutely bring you joy and light you up and keep those two things. 
and make keep those as a staple in your life. Like I wasn't for at first, I wasn't willing to give up getting my hair done. I was like, that's what I'm going to do every couple of months. I'm going to still go to the salon and get my hair done. It was a lot of money, you know, for when I was trying to pay off that debt, but that was one thing I just was not going to get rid of. And I think that you have to keep those things that just light you up and bring you joy. But then I also think that you will discover through the process that it helps you become grateful and abundant, like for the things that you have, you become really grateful for what you do have since you're not just buying every little thing just to like give you instant gratification. So just pick one or two things that really light you up um, within reason, of course, because you are still trying to pay off debt, but pick those things and then cut out the other stuff. And something else that I would suggest is for me, like the tempting thing was Groupon or Amazon I unsubscribed from those emails. I was like, I'm not going to forget Groupon or Amazon. If I absolutely had to go there, I'm not going to forget those. I unsubscribed from the emails, so I wasn't seeing that daily reminder every day. That's good advice. That's really good. And if you're listening and you have kids, like everything she's saying is like so true for parenting because I, from a very young age, we would do that with our kids. The same idea of like difference differentiating need versus want, but not completely depriving them. Like if they made a request, like I was never the type who like, every time we go to Target, you can pick one thing. No way. There's like five kids. I couldn't afford, first of all, to waste that much money. Or uh, <laughs> there were like, it just, to me, like the, it was unnecessary. But when, um, as we started traveling, like I, we definitely would like, when we went to Europe, we had a budget of like 155 euros every day. And this was for six months. And I would sit there and tell them like, hey, you guys pick. Because like in France, campgrounds were cheap, but uh, food was really expensive. Vice versa, Croatia, campgrounds were really expensive, but food was cheap. And then other countries, it was somewhere in the mix. I'd tell them, I'd let them pick like, hey, do you guys want a campground or you want to just vagabond? We would free camp a lot of places like on the side of the road or whatever. Do you guys want a campground tonight or do you want to eat? Right. And that sounds so crazy. Like you, you basically told your kids, do you want food or shelter? But I like, it worked and they were so appreciative. They were so appreciative when I let them actually eat. <laughs> no, but they, they took responsibility. So like you're saying, you're taking responsibility for your own needs and wants, but even like, I don't know. I kind of think that's missing in, in uh, society, even for with our kids. You know, we definitely have that entitlement era that we're having to work through. And it's yeah, and we have we have choices. You know, you have a choice. Do you want food? Would you rather stay at a campground? That's your choice. And we all feel better when we have a choice about something. Yeah, you know? isn't that true? And. Another thing I would say to parents is, and to parents, I would say it's about the experience. It's not necessarily about the money that you're spending. So spend time with your kids. Um, one time I had somebody tell me like, oh, our kids are just so sad about this. You know, we can't have the same experiences after every, like, I don't remember what sport it was, but baseball game, we used to take them out for ice cream. And now we just can't have those experiences. This isn't fair to our kids. And I'm like, no, it is fair, but it's more about the experience. If if you really want the ice cream, go grab a gallon from the grocery store and That's take it, it to a park and play yes. a frisbee or something, you know? Um, exactly. Enjoy the time with your kids. <laughs> Yeah, that's perfect. So, that is exactly yeah, it's what like you... Yeah, like open your mind. There are other possibilities out there. Yeah, you're teaching so much adaptability. And then it's amazing because I think that's why you called it ordinary to badass. And what you yourself felt is 
doing the, it wasn't so much paying out down the debt. It was the creativity that you were sparking inside your brain to like, hmm, how can I, how can I shift this thought process to find something else that, um, it was like a challenge in a way. I mean, it was a challenge, but it was like a fun challenge too. Like, hmm, I can do this. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> and you also don't know what you're capable of. Like you're capable of so much. You have so much in there. And some of these hardships, like paying off the $106,000 in debt, you know, like, yeah, that was overwhelming. But at the end of it, like, that's badass. That's cool. Use them to like propel you forward for the next thing. Right. Exactly. Okay. So, so I know you wear many hats. Like we end up with our, whatever our business is, is how people know us. But what else are you passionate about? What else do you do in your free time when you don't have to think about money. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, I'm passionate about outdoors. I really love camping. I love hiking, just anything outdoors. Um, I'm excited for summer because it's about to be here. So I live in Washington state where it's rainy, you know, through the winter and stuff, but I'm excited to get outdoors. That really kind of helps cement myself or just ground me, I guess, just to get in touch with what I, who I am and what I want in life. So when I'm feeling stressed out, I try to get outside and just connect with nature. Yeah. Uh, what about what area in Washington are you? Um, about 45 minutes south of Seattle. Okay. Yeah. You know, I noticed like this would be a random theory. Are you familiar but, with Washington? Uh-huh. We've traveled through a couple times. And I was thinking about how I grew up in San Diego and nature. I mean, I guess we have the beach and yeah, I mean, I love to surf, but the beach, you'd be surprised how many people live in San Diego and don't go to the beach. And so getting out in nature is one of the easiest ways to save money because it doesn't take much money to go hike or it doesn't even actually take much money to go camping. You can buy pretty cheap camping equipment and there's so many options. But I do notice that that my that mentality when I grew up in San Diego, because when you are done with work or you have this feeling like, oh, I need, I, I, you crave instant gratification, whether we realize it or not. And, and it was like, just so easy to be like, go to a restaurant, go to the ice cream store, go to a shop. Well, right now we're, I mean, when we're in our RV, we're in nature a lot anyways, but right now we're in a tiny little town in Montana and kind of like, there's nowhere to really that fun to go spend money. I mean, you just, so you end up I don't know. I was thinking how, like, if you just surround yourself, sometimes it's easier if you're, if you are by nature, if your trail is only five minutes away or you can go mountain biking or something really close, it makes it so much easier to, to kind of, uh, save money. Really. If you, if you're living kind of closer to nature, sometimes it's easier to find like that alternative and get out and not be as tempted to spend money. There's no strip malls where we live. So it's not like you're tempted. I don't, I don't have a target in town. I don't have, I don't even have those distractions, which adds a whole layer of makes it easier, I guess. You also, it's important to be intentional, be intentional about the things that you want in life and what like brings you light or brings you joy or lights you up. It's like, there are many times where it would just be easy to be like, oh, I'll just sit on my couch. But is that really what makes me happy sitting on my couch watching TV? No, it doesn't. Like sometimes there's a time and a place for it. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But like be intentional about doing the things in your day that give you some happiness. So whether it's having your own little dance party or it's going outside and walking, just make room for those things in your daily life, wherever you are. Oh, it's a type nine thing. That's what Isabel always tells us to do is dance parties. <laughs> 
She's always saying that we need to do more dance parties. Um, Listen, I've only embraced that in the past couple of years. Yes. That's awesome. Uh, in my, I wrote a book that I never marketed. It's sitting in my living room. Um, <laughs> Uh, a playful life. And I talk about that for health and wellness, how much uh, activation energy is so important. So like if you want to start a new workout routine and you're just like, oh, I can't, you know, not motivated, well, then you should just have your yoga mat laying next to your bed. So at the very least you do a flow before and after, before going to bed and when you wake up, or you should have your running shoes sitting right next to your bed. So you just put them on and whatever you can do to lower the activation energy, whether it's for uh, finances or for health or even for your relationship. Like I know Victor and I try to like, we always look for something that's easy for us to do to reconnect that's outside of like, yeah, you're right. Watching TV. Do people do that still? <laughs> I, yes, but I am so out of touch. So yeah. Yeah. I'm so out of touch. It's like all reference movies that are like 10, 15 years old, not anything current. Yeah. It's horrible. <laughs> oh. I give my kids um, when we're, but no, like you were saying, I think it's um, like you were saying earlier, though, I think it's so important to like set things out, like set reminders around your house of things that you want to do, like how you talked about the yoga mat. You know, if you want to do something like have things so you almost trip over it and then it's like, oh, yeah, I want to do that today. But um, set reminders for your goals and things you want to get done. So then it reminds you to get it done. <laughs> make it That's happen. Awesome. When people do your course, do you make them do vision boards? I don't, I don't, but actually I'm kind of revamping the course a little bit to make it a little bit more woo-woo because I think that that's needed. And so it is going to have some new things, but that would be an interesting take on it. I might take that in or consider yeah, that. <laughs> I love vision boards. It's helped. It definitely, because uh, then at least, like you said, you put it on your fridge or your bathroom mirror and you're all, I'm, I'm all about vision boards. So uh, that's awesome. Okay. Well, Marie. Yes. And you know what? So I don't ever, or for finances, I haven't taught the vision board technique, but what I have taught is to sit there in the morning and vision all of the things that you want for your future. So instead of focusing on the pain right now, focus on all of the joy and the abundance that you're going to have in the future and all the things that, you know, you paying off debt, what is that going to give to you? And so dream of that dream house or that vacation you want to go on or paying your kids college off in cash and not having to put it on a credit card or going to debt for it. So really, yeah, focus on the vision of the future as opposed to the pain in the moment. That's awesome. That's really good advice. So what are you looking forward to this year? Which, what, what's your vision for this summer? Do you have any cool destinations you're going to or hikes that you're looking forward to? Oh, I definitely plan on doing a bunch of hikes because I'm super excited about that. So I don't know where I think I'm going to hit a couple of different national parks. Um, and I've recruited my dad. <laughs> I went on a couple of hikes with him last year and it was a lot of fun. So I'm excited for that. And then also a couple of friends. So I'm definitely excited for that. And then I'm also going to have a Ordinary to Badass Finance book coming out. So I'm super ready for that to take place and hopefully it's this summer. Oh, that's exciting. How fun. So it's not, it's not published then yet. It's about to be published. It's about to be published. It's with like, I think the final round with the editor. So hopefully oh, soon. Exciting. That's great. So tell um, our listeners where they can find you all the places and um, yeah. 
So you can find me on Instagram at Ordinary to Badass or join our Instagram or join our Facebook group, Ordinary to Badass. I would love to have you there. Um, we have weekly live meetings, so much fun. So yeah, that's where you can find me anywhere at Ordinary to Badass. Awesome. And um, do you have a website also? OrdinaryToBadass.com. Dot com. Okay. I, I keep it so. consistent. Sure. <laughs> yeah. No, that's good. You guys are the good name. Um, yeah, thank you. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for uh, joining me. And uh, I hope anyone listening, if you're inspired to like feel more empowered and take you know, your finances in your own hands. I think now is a really good opportunity. Now's a really good time to do it. I didn't want to touch on uh, all the other economic things going on in the world, but it's it's definitely going to be something I think that we uh, want to <laughs> keep an eye on and take control of because it's been a crazy year, year and a half. And I think people really um, want to have that sense of security. It just adds one more layer of uh, empowerment when you know that you you have money saved you know having that six months saved I know made such a difference in how I felt as a as a mom and a person in, in fact so thank you so much for joining me 